0: guys, before we get started, you know what it is. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchpadPod. On our website, LaunchpadPod.com. Watch us on YouTube. See our handsome boy faces. Yakety yakin. Don't talk backing. <laughs> <day. laughs> How's it going, Rumi? Uh, happy Father's Day.
1: Yeah, dude. Happy Father's Day to you. This is
0: this is your first, right? My first Father's Day.
1: This is my second, so I'm an old pro at it now.
0: <laughs> so uh, far, well, so congratulations, good. Congratulations,
1: man. How cool.
0: Yeah, it's great. I got some cards. Uh, Kate and Sammy got me an Oculus Quest. So I am violently ill at all times now.
1: (laughs) It's cool, right? My buddy Josh Kelly got me one. I've only played like three games and only a little bit of time. But it's fucking... Did you play the Star Wars one yet? The Darth
0: Vader one? Haven't played Star Wars Darth Vader one yet. Ridiculous. Oh my God.
1: There's three. I've played the first one. So theoretically, I'm thinking they get better. It's incredible. Incredible how lost you get in it and you don't know where you are in your own living room.
0: Yeah. Have you gotten motion sickness yet? Played too long?
1: No, I don't usually get motion sickness from that stuff. No, but neither do I. There's in that in that game, you have to climb ladders. Yeah. And the uh, the act of climbing the ladder is so visually jarring that it, it, that messes me up a bit. But
0: so normally I don't get motion sickness. I have no problem with 3D or VR, but I started playing the Walking Dead game, which is really freaking good, like. Mm-hmm. It, but it has a free roam component where your your motion is controlled by a joystick like you would play any normal video game. Right, right. So your head is looking around, but the movements just joined from your body. And I played that for about an hour and I took off the headset and was like, oh, my God, the room won't stop moving. I feel so sick and it would mm-hmm. not go away for like an hour. I was like, oh, no. So don't play it too long. Be careful, it's but ridiculous.
1: yeah, it's kind of like when you watch people. I remember as a kid w- w- going to a 3D movie at Disney yeah. and watching people reach out with their hands to be like, you're fucking stupid. Like, you know that that's not happening, yeah. but then you put on an Oculus two in your living room and you know, damn well you're in your living room, but like you look down and you actually can feel a little vertigo. You feel like you're on the precipice of something. And it's so cool to think about how you're how much your body relies on specifically sight, right? But your senses to tell it what's going on around you. So when you completely lie to your eyes, how that changes how you feel, you physically feel like you might fall off of something, which is like pretty fucking cool to think about it.
0: I was playing super hot, which is a really cool game that the, it's like bullet time, like the world moves only when you move. And like, I jumped for a gun that was flying through the air and collapsed into a wall. Just like, just, <laughs> I knew there was a wall there, but I was like, oh, I need that gun. I just hit the wall like an <laughs> idiot. Um, it's been fun, though. I really like it. I've been trying out all sorts of stuff. I played a fishing game. I'm not like into fishing, but. well, you like ran out of all the other games? <laughs> no, I wanted one that I could just sit down and do. <laughs> so I was like, I'll try fishing. And I'm like, this is great. And I got a big one. And can every you time fish, I like, tell this story the internet
1: with like other old people, Yeah, oh, you, you, you can, can actually
0: meet other old people and, and yeah, you and other like, old people are like, "How yeah. you doing there, Joel?" And I put on a voice when I do it. I'm like, "Hey there, Sonny, I'm just in here fishing I'm going to catch a big one." But every time I tell Sammy about it, I'll be like, "And the fish was this big. It gets bigger." And she's like, "God damn it, dad. The fish wasn't even real." I'll be like, "It was real to me." It was real time. If it's
1: not real, it's it's that much easier to make it bigger every Uh, time, right? If it's not real, you're not
0: lying. Why is it called virtual reality? (laughs) It's
1: not called virtual
0: (laughs) fakeality, right? (laughs) Let's get on with the show, man. We've been jibber jabbering a little too long.
1: Ignition sequence start. Six, five,
0: four, three, two, one, zero. (laughs) We have a <laughs> All right. Welcome to Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. Matt. We got a fun one today. This was one of your ideas that I, I was having fun thinking about when you you told it to me. And I, I, I think it's a good idea. We're talking about horrifying non-horror.
1: But it's not even in the way that I'm thinking about it. It's not even that. It's like things for children that with a couple of small tweaks would be a great horror movie or would be a great horror story and i got this idea and this is my first one i kind of thought we would do this more free form and just be like hey what if this was scary and you and i would riff on it but when i sat down last night to make a list of these things i kind of made the pitches out of them because i just kind of spun an outline and i think i'd love to i'll tell you i mean obviously we'll tell you these. And I want you to jump in and throw in scenes and ideas and deaths and stuff. And just so you guys know, you guys who are listening, if you haven't listened to us do these topics and shit like this before, we don't prep them together. So, like, I pitched him this topic. And what I explained to Aaron was I was watching TV with Kent, my son, and we were watching the cartoon Clifford the Big Red Dog. And I was like, what if that dog just ate that kid? And then I was like, (laughs) what if the dog went on a rampage and, like, the army had to try and. And I was like, what? a bitching movie would that be about a little girl who has a dog, the dog grows enormous and it's a horror movie. Right? So that's what, that's what spurred the idea for this topic. All right. So that's, that's the genesis of that. So here's, here's my Clifford, the big red dog. All right. Okay. And, and, And also in this, it's gonna be obviously a CG dog and it's gonna be giant, but it's gonna look like an actual breed of dog. So I'm thinking like something like a golden retriever because everybody knows what a golden retriever looks like. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking a little girl at the beginning of the story, the first, you know, during the credit scene, she goes to some family's house and their dog just had puppies and there's all the golden, you know, and golden retrievers, some of them can be very red, like almost like my red, my orange red. One of them is like, red not bright crayola red but pushing it and definitely not a normal dog color and that dog is a little bit ostracized from the rest of the puppies and it the girl walks up to it and she falls in love they adopt that dog they bring it they bring it home and it shows a montage of them doing normal dog stuff like in every movie about a girl that gets a dog and as that montage happens the dog is getting bigger and bigger and bigger but fast and the fur is getting redder and redder. And I'm thinking like bright red, like the color red. All right. The family jokes about how hard and expensive it is to feed the dog, Clifford. One day the girl comes home and the family cat is missing. The dog is getting bigger and bigger. And then one day the girl's baby brother is missing. And nobody knows. The movie doesn't tell us that the dog ate him, but the movie. Kind of implies that to us. There's no clues. The family doesn't know. The family doesn't suspect.
0: How would you know? You can't see the blood on his fur. You can't well, but see if he's no, covered the blood. The blood comes
1: later. He doesn't have blood yet. The blood comes later. But, <clears throat> you know, the, the dog, they're, they're taking the dog around the neighborhood. They're looking for the baby brother, you know, toddler brother. They thought maybe someone abducted him or whatever. One day, the girl comes home from school and the dog has gotten out. It's about the size of a rhino and it's out smash through the fence. There's a whole big chase, kind of like the end of the lost world through the city. There's chaos. It's smashing, it's knocking cars over and stuff. Not, not killing, not destroying on purpose, but like a lost dog trying to get away. A big glumping King- idiot dog. Yeah, exactly. King, but King Kong style where like you're supposed to relate to it. Eventually it gets corralled by the cops or the army and it gets imprisoned in either like a zoo or an animal laboratory whatever and the family is like you know that they the scientists bring them in they're like listen this dog is fucked. it's going to get bigger and bigger we either have to put it down or we need to take it from you for experimental purposes and the family's like arguing and no meanwhile you see this rhino-sized dog in a pen surrounded by other different animals that are there being experimented or a zoo or whatever so all different animals and it's in there and it's scared and you're feeling like at this point, you still think it's Clifford, the big red dog, the movie for kids, right?
0: Get to the so, good stuff, man. I'm bored with this movie. This is it.
1: So this is this is the this is the middle of act two. The family says, OK, we'll give you this dog to experiment. They go inside to say goodbye. And the entire place is a bloodbath. Clifford has gotten out and slaughtered the other animals. It is even bigger now. It's bigger than a rhino. It's huge. It's huge. The family goes in, they're like, what the fuck? Clifford kills the entire family, mauls the dog, mauls the girl to death, eats the mom. And I'm thinking the dad has been a dick the whole time. And the dad gets like a really gruesome death. The dog just fucking kills him. And then the dog escapes. (laughs) And the last act of the movie is just Cloverfield. You've got a King Kong size, giant red dog. And I'm thinking like bright red, but with like, just its face and snout is covered in maroon Cujo. blood. Kujo.
0: Yeah, just Kujo. Right? And
1: it's just giant. It's like, you know, it's the size of King Kong, you know, like bigger than a bus, just running down the streets, eating people, stepping on people, just trying to get away. The army, the helicopters, everything come after it. But the last act is just a kaiju movie it, with a giant the, red dog.
0: Is the tone of your movie darker or is there going to be the scene where he takes a giant dump?
1: See, now I honestly, I thought about that and I wanted to make a poop joke to you. But if someone, <laughs> if this was my movie, if they give this to me to make, no, there will be no giant poop thing. What
0: about early on when the dad like gets a, gets a plastic bag, like from like a Kroger plastic bag and he puts it on his hand to go scoop the poop and he looks at it and it's like four times the size See, of that bag. See, I thought
1: about it and I honestly like, if again, if I was helming this, there would be a verbal joke spoken by the characters. We're not seeing poop. We're not smelling it. Like we're not, it's not going to be that stupid, you know, Nickelodeon type of humor. I want a character that
0: steps in it every scene, like early (laughs) on the scene, early in the scene, like he steps on and he's like, God damn it. And then like later he steps in and it's like up to his ankle. And then like later he like falls off a building and just lands in it full body. (laughs) So the best is
1: I wrote this whole thing Yeah. and I was like, well, what would be a good dog breed to do? And I was like, well, let me go on the internet and see what sort of thing nerds may have you know, cobbled together and made themselves a real life, uh, a live action Clifford, the big red dog. The actual movie is coming out September 17th of this year, 2021. So there will be a Clifford, the big red dog movie. (laughs) I'm hoping it's what I just described, but I'm also pretty sure it is not going to be.
0: Oh my God. It's from Paramount. Oh my God. There's a trailer. Yeah. Oh my God.
1: I didn't even realize that when I started writing this.
0: Do you have the scene where the, the little girl from the beginning, like, stop Clifford stop and like he's there and he sees her covered in blood and there's just that moment of like oh my god is he gonna eat her or not does he eat her it's
1: the it's the end of American werewolf in the middle of this story so it's when the family goes in to say goodbye to him and they find that he's slaughtered every other animal in the institute and he's massive massive and maybe he like he maybe he mauls the dad first and the dad has been a dick to him so that's a real good death and she's clever stop what are you doing and he stops and he looks at her and she's like you can't do this we saved you you're my best friend and he you know and then the, like you know the 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 snarl relaxes a little bit and then goes and he just chomps her just gum like like uh, in uh matthew broderick godzilla just gone oh, oh, yeah he's oh, so fucking cool so because good. like you would not, even if you watched that movie and knew it was going to turn into a horror movie, you wouldn't expect him to eat the, the protagonist family in the middle of the movie.
0: That would be the best thing, too, because that's saying a statement. From here on out, it's just monster action. Right, right. You don't, you don't even need to give a shit about these people anymore. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter what the little girl's doing. Doesn't matter if the dad's okay. They're dead. So enjoy the ride, fuckers. Buckle up, because yeah. it's going to get bumpy. Wouldn't
1: that be fun? <laughs> like, Wouldn't that be, that'd be a fun-ass movie, right? I
0: love that. I love that. All right. Here's mine. This might hit a little close to home. (laughs) Okay, this is called Frizzle, and this is about a teacher who's really underfunded, and she's trying her best. Like she is a good teacher; she's doing a great job. The kids (laughs) love her, the parents love her, but the school and the system, man, the red tape, the bureaucracy—it's just weighing on her and weighing on her, and she's getting no support from the state and from the city and nobody's funding these projects. And she's like, these kids are smart. They need to learn. They're like, whatever. All those kids are gonna be flipping burgers anyway. Nobody's giving a fuck about the kids. And she's pissed off. She gets so fucking pissed off. And then suddenly one of the, the teachers walks into a room one day and the room's empty and there's a note on the table and says me and all the children on the bus. And we're inside of one of the faculty. And it's like, (laughs) what and she is basically holding them hostage because she has gone inside of her little magic school bus with all the children kind of holding them hostage in a way and you don't know which one of the dick faculty whether it's the principal whether it's like the 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 you know district, the superintendent of the district whether it's one of the dick teachers who who has been like mean to her you don't know who has this bus inside them and if they don't comply, if they don't do what she wants to do, and they keep sending messages out, boom! That bus is going to grow <laughs> full size inside of them, just <laughs> destroying them. But also, kind of holding the kids hostage. But they keep going inside the body, and it's like, you know, fantastic world, a uh, fantastic voyage where mm-hmm. they're tiny inside the body and like learning about it. Blah, blah blah blah. But she's kind of unhinged, and she keeps like calling out with her demands, and the kids are like, "This frizzle's a little crazy." So, like by the end of the movie. The kids have to like band together and like take down their favorite teacher and then figure out how to get the bus out of the body of the person, even though that person might be a dick, a piece of shit. They have to get the bus out of them safely because the kids don't want to be murderers, um, but they have to use what she taught them to do it. And it's like, we <laughs> only, only got two ways to go. We can go up. We can go down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's It's like a microscopic speed. With yes. children trying to yes. kill teacher Anthony. Can Anthony Hopkins play Frizzle? Why not? Well, <laughs> well he's dead, but... <laughs>
0: I, I, I think Julianne Moore would be a good Frizzle. We don't get to see her play a villain much. So would, um,
1: um, what is her, Frances McDormand? Frances McDormand, yeah. She would be good at that, too. She's Why do we have it? so many pulls ready for this character, um, right? What, who's
0: the one from Colette? Tony Colette?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I she can't crazy. stand her, but she could. Well, she could do it.
0: She's great. You just don't like the movies she's in because they're good. That
1: might be. <laughs> I think everyone sings her praises harder than she deserves. I think. Sure. But Anyway, yeah,
0: you know, that's probably true.
1: She could but, do it. I like. I like the idea of that. I like. I like that it's speed. I like. I like the i. I, I, I want feel the like... ending.
0: I want the ending to be they they strand her inside the body I'm like the very end. You like go zoom through the guy's body. It's, it's probably the principal. And like, she's stuck in there. Like, and she's like, ah,
1: no, not in the bus though.
0: Maybe in the bus. I think it be cool. Poops, then
1: he poops her out.
0: Or maybe she's stuck somewhere thread. else. Like she's stuck in his ear, his earlobe or something.
1: But if she's in the bus, they've disabled whatever could make the bus big again.
0: Yeah. 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 Like she's That's just, of cool. she's like tied up in the bus or something.
1: Here's a very important thing that I don't think you've mentioned. What age is she teaching? What grade?
0: Oh, they got to be young, like yeah, scary right. young, <laughs> yeah. like old enough that they can act, but young enough that it's upsetting to put them in the situations. Like when they realize that she's unhinged and she like could hurt them as a bargaining chip, I want them to be in the stomach and have this moment where she like opens the door and like holds the kids out to stomach acid. And it's like, I will bury you. I will bury you in this. If you aren't on board with this, this is for you. Like we're doing this horrible thing for, for you guys. This is to help you. And I'm like, imagining, oh. like, if
1: you think of that creepy boat scene in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Ooh. But that's the whole movie, right? Also like, on my she's, list. Yeah. She's. Oh, I didn't even think of that one. That one would have been great. But she's essentially she, she is that character the whole time. Right. Like that whole the whole movie could be that creepy journey where you're being driven somewhere by someone who is fucking insane. And you literally cannot get off because what could yeah. you where could you go? Where's you do? go?
0: You're trapped inside this body, and like, there's always the you don't like it. You want to get off the bus, pull the switch, right? And like, <laughs> I'm trying to decide if they should just pull the switch once to see what happens, and then go inside somebody. Like, like, yeah, you need to. <sighs> that's that's the difference between
1: 70s and well, it's really 80s and early 90s terrorists and later terrorists. In the first, like, passenger was it passenger 57, Die Hard 2. They're fucking killing innocent people to prove that they are serious. Then yeah. we just start to like rely on their threats and assume they're serious. But no, we so got to blow some, up one person.
0: Somebody needs to get busted Absolutely. The bus just, just fills the room, smashes out the Absolutely. building. Kids yeah. screaming against the window and then the bus goes shrinks yeah. down again. And then they're like, oh my God, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Everybody cover your mouth, cover yours." And they're like, and then it's already inside somebody.
1: Ooh. Yeah, because I feel like horror and a specifically action with terrorists, specifically terrorists, is done like that, where they're like, we're going to blow somebody up if you don't do this. And everyone's like, oh, no. And they try to stop them. But in like the 80s and early 90s, they would blow up a place first and then say, we're going to blow up another place if you don't stop us. Right, right, and I right. think there's always way more on the line in those stories because, you I mean, you know that they're serious in both cases, but you've shown me that you're serious in the, the other one. You'd make a, a ter- make a good terrorist a I would terrorist. make a great terrorist.
0: Um, I will say this. I, I think I, there it's a weird subgenre. The inside of people, there's there's Fantastic <laughs> Voyage and then Inner Space, which I think is a great one. I I sure. think I mean a little dated for sure, but it's fun. It's like a fun but the VFX in those movies are so good. Like the practical mm-hmm. worlds that they build inside of it and like fighting off blood cells. I love that shit. That'd be cool, that right? Like
1: when you had to like make that shit up. Like you had to think about that before you made the movie. You couldn't just yeah. do it and then Build the yeah, we'll world
0: just, after. We'll just figure out what a blood cell looks like later. Who cares?
1: <laughs> <clears throat> I, I would watch that. Frizzle? Is that that was her name?
0: Frizzle, yeah. You just call it like, or the frizz. You know, you got you got to have a little edge to it.
1: <laughs> <sighs> the frizz I, sounds too much like a children's word. Frizzle.
0: Frizzle. Like oh, it. man. Yeah. And I just, I just lo- I love that you called it speed because it's exactly what it is. It's like, it's like speed terrorism with kidnapped kids and a bus. Like, oh, God. Oh, I'm like. Worst comes to worst, she just leaves the kids inside somebody, disables the bus, and leaves, and they're just like dead. She kids could in the she can
1: abandon a kid. That could be yeah. one of the things she does as a terrorist that lets you know that she's serious. Like yeah. some kid tries to be a hero and she just puts him in a spacesuit outside the bus and then <sighs> goes to a different part of the body.
0: But like if you remember from um Fantastic voyages. There was a time limit, and then they would grow big no matter what. Right, like, right. what if she abandoned a kid in there, and then like an hour later, a person's like, <Transit noise> and, uh, and then there's a kid just that, just that pops kid out of traumatized
1: them. is standing there covered in gore and blood. <laughs> That's awesome. What would be you know be even fucking funnier, visually awesomer, and also sicker is if she kicks the kid out of the bus with no spacesuit or whatever on, so the kid dies in the body. So when he when he resizes, it's just a dead kid. So it's like so it, a dead kid, a guy, right? Can you imagine having a conversation with somebody and then they explode, and in the middle of their gore and gross shit all over the place is just a body of a dead child? You'd be like, "What the fuck was that?"
0: That's how the movie starts.
1: <laughs> that is elated right there. I don't know. I don't know how many people are going to stay, how many people are going to leave. But damn,
0: this is so dark. And you know, remember how you said that the the, the banana splits made that movie that where it turned them yeah. into like slasher Chuck E. Cheese's, and it was a pretty mediocre movie. Um, but mm, like, I best. hope one, I hope one day PBS is like, we're done with the property of the Magic <laughs> yeah. School Bus. Who wants this? Anybody want to buy it and turn it into a (laughs) grotesque horror show? I'll be like, hey, uh, it's all for I already wrote most of it. Yeah, we already got it. (laughs) All right, picture this. Speed, (laughs) but with the magic school bus (laughs) inside a body. And they're like, who's the bad guy? Like a Dennis Hopper? We're like, no, 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 no. Miss Frizzle is the bad guy. And they're like, what? And like, defunding of, of schools. It's horrible. And it will drive any teacher crazy. God.
1: i'm on board i like it
0: or like or like she just takes the bad kids and the good kids are outside like no oh no (laughs) and like they're trying to figure it out using science
1: i like it i I think that's cool there's a lot (laughs) you can do with that too she could kick a kid out and that kid could come back towards the end somehow
0: he gets out through their nose yeah
1: (laughs) oh man that's cool i like it i like it a lot
0: good so good yeah Yeah, you
1: got this is that's the right idea this is what i wanted this to be
0: it's it gets better the more you think about it they get better like you keep thinking of cool shit hit me with another one man this is this is great
1: let's see here's i think this is my next favorite one monsters inc
0: this was also on my list but go 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 go
1: same idea as the other one uh it's showing the life from the monster's perspective but it's not fun it's terrifying these monsters and in my mind the monsters could be a few different ways They could be the scary, real scary versions of the same creatures from the Pixar Disney Monster Inc. Or it could be all famous monsters that we know like from Ready Player One. So like you could be like King Kong, Frankenstein, Dracula, the mummy, you know, the thing, Predator, whatever. Or and I kind of like this the most. It could be a bunch of creatures that look like traditional monsters. So like there's a bunch of creatures that look like Frankensteins. They're not really a Frankenstein, but they look that way. It gives you license like, to be
0: creative with weird, right? Shit. And it yeah. also
1: explains like how humans would have evolved the myth of Frankenstein or the myth of werewolves, right? You a, want family a bunch of, of scary werewolves. terries, yeah. There are a couple of different types of vampire, like the different types of vampires that we have seen. You know, same thing with zombies. You could have fast zombies, slow zombies, stuff like that. I think that would be pretty cool. These in in the Disney one, they scare kids and the screams power their cities and shit, right? No, yeah, they're scary. actually surviving by killing. They're eating and snatching kids bringing them back to feed their families and shit but it's not told like from a um, um you're not relating to them it's just told from their perspective so monsters bring their children to work and the monster kids kill the kids while the adults kill the, the parents and stuff um it's stated early on that there's never been a human in monster world so we know that there are specific monsters guarding the gates that uh, don't let that happen One day, a human does come through and easily dispatches the gate guards, and it's Van Helsing. So now Van Helsing is loose in Monster World, and the whole story is told from the monstrous perspective. And the way I was thinking about it is, think of the movie Scream, but it's a party of ghost faces, and there's one hot blonde bimbo walking through the house, just killing all of the ghost faces. So that's what this is, right? It's almost
0: I Am Legend, like... The yeah, thing yeah, that, kind of, the thing that the, scares yes. them is now in their world. Right,
1: right. Exactly. So now Van Helsing is working his way through this city, dispatching monsters. But we're not following him. We're, he is the Jason of this movie. We are following the two main characters, the two main monsters from, from the, the story, right? Um, and I, he's working his way towards them. The last sequence is one location. And I'm thinking it could be a fun house. It could be a a frat party or it could be a haunted house. And I'm thinking the monsters' version of a haunted house is a house that looks haunted, but they think that there have been humans there before. So there's a whole thing about the lore of their version of a haunted house. But that, you know, the last sequence takes place in there where Van Helsing is trying to kill these things, right? The monsters end up vanquishing Van Helsing in the end. They kill him, and you have that classic scream satire well, scream satires it, but the moment Van Helsing is dead and then he jumps up at the last second and they really do kill him. Right. And then I, I might need your help on this. I have some good ideas, but I need, I need your help with this one. The monsters they're relieved. They've vanquished van Helsing and the city is now safe again. They start to like pick up the pieces of their lives, cuts to human world. And somebody finds the gateway to monster world before we smash cut to the credits. So it's leaving it open for that sequel. Who is the next human or humans that find that gate that are like, fuck, oh, it's I can like, go there and like kill him.
0: Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
1: That was one of the big ones. I, have, I, have, I, I thought of a couple. I looked up a couple, but I, I, <clears throat> Buffy's on my list. Buffy was one of the ones that I didn't think of because I'm not really a Buffy person. Same thing with the Winchester brothers. I never watched that show, but I think they would be on there. Yeah. I'll tell you who I had. Who? 80s action heroes. Like... Stallone as Rambo, Schwarzenegger as Terminator. You nice. know those nice. guys. This is one that I had that I think would be fucking great. The kids from Monster Squad.
0: Yeah, they that's walk the up Monster to the Squad gate, sequel right? we want. Yes, right? where they go into Monster. So let me let me throw this at at there it, it, to take your concept and like you could apply this. Vi- um, one of the ones, uh, like Beetlejuice, like a Beetlejuice mm-hmm. world, like it's same like that same vibe had that cartoony world. Right, like, right. Nightmare Before Christmas. So That's on
1: my list. <laughs> so
0: it is on your list? Well, yeah, I won't yeah, take yeah. it then cuz I don't want to but you're creating like these between world wars.
1: Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like,
0: holy shit. And I love the idea of, you know, it, from from the monster's perspective, this starts as something farther away from them. Like, mm-hmm. "Oh man, did you hear what happened? Somebody got through." That's horrifying. I'm cuz like We saw that happen recently with a pandemic. Oh, you hear what's happening in a different country? Yeah, that sounds scary. Oh, it's getting closer. Oh, shit, it's here. Oh, God, we're in lockdown. Like that, I I think that would be a really cool thing to add to this where it's like, oh, man, did you hear what happened in Sector C? Human got through. Well, I'm sure they'll take care of it. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, Sector C's on lockdown. Everybody's dead. What? Right. Yeah. This Van Helsing guy is no joke. He will fuck you could have like a up. news
1: report, like the yeah. monster news, which I think they had in the, sh- in the movie. Yeah. Like imagine that with what we would see, you know, warning this, this footage is going to be very graphic and you just see fucking pixelated monster bodies with blood everywhere, like monster blood everywhere. It'd be fucking cool as hell. Right.
0: And then the, the moment where you have a nod to monsters Inc, where it's like, they were caught hiding a child. And it's like, more have come through. Can like like <laughs> is this happening all over the place? Like this, yeah. like, oh my God, <laughs> We are not as safe as we thought. What a bunch I, of
1: I think that would be so cool. and I think it would be really interesting to essentially take that same movie, but not have it be fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wouldn't be a fun version of Monster World. The world would be terrifying, but your protagonists are still two monsters. You're supposed yeah. to relate to them, not to Van Helsing, which I think that- would be interesting. It would be hard to do, I think. But if you wrote it well, I think it'd be cool.
0: I think the hardest part is the environment, like f- creating Monster World is kind of a ground up thing. It almost needs mm. to be a CGI thing in my oh, mind. Oh yeah, I would think. Yeah, I would think um, so. I put on here every Disney movie could be easily. Yeah, Any, I think that's anything, true. Anything, and I, I host you know, I, I like to brainstorm with my wife, and she said, she's like, look, anything that has a fantasy element for kids that's in a positive, light, like, hey, it's fun, it's cool, could easily. Flip that dime, right, right. So I want to, I want to, I'll stick with the Disney. Here is one that I wanted to bring up: Pinocchio. So oh,
1: I almost did this one, but I didn't. Go ahead.
0: L- let me just talk about the concept of Pinocchio first. I don't really have right. a movie for this because I-, I wanted to bring up how horrifying Pinocchio is. They've done horror Pinocchios before. Anything mm-hmm. with a puppet could be horror easily. They've done killer Pinocchios. The fact that a creepy, sad toy maker made a, a, a little boy and he came alive—I mean. Silent Night Deadly Night 5 showed us how horrifying that can be. That's not what I want to talk about though. We could we could go into that but that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the pedophile ring that turns boys into donkeys and sells them into slavery that they never deal with. When I fucking watch Pinocchio, I accept that they made a horror show little puppet come to life. That's fine. That never bothered me. That doesn't concern
1: you. You you accept that and move
0: on? Uh, Maybe I should have been more concerned. Wait. (laughs) What? Puppet boy? That's weird. The part that horrified everyone, or at least should have, was the part where he goes to Pleasure Island and all the boys start turning into fucking donkeys, rounded up and sold into slavery. And we don't get... A Indiana Jones Temple of Doom montage shows him freeing them right. yeah. a bunch of those kids got sold into donkey slavery for all sorts of horrible things like holy shit that is a horror movie and if you just focused on that like the types of people that turn children into donkeys to sell into slavery what the fuck like forget about Puppet Boy
1: <laughs> like, so they would kind of shit. be like like a Star Wars story. Like Rogue One isn't Star Wars, Star Wars. It's like a, yeah. a, a spin-off movie. This would be like about the, the, the jackass boys.
0: Here we go. Here's the pitch. It's a little boy and he loves his dad. But his dad's kind of gruff, but he's the toughest guy this kid knows. And he really respects his dad. But his dad's having a tough time at work and he always comes home and he's angry. And the kid's like, oh, dad, you know, you're just the toughest guy. You'll be fine. And one day he decides to follow his dad to work. And his dad is like rounding up donkeys and he's real rough to him. He's throwing donkeys in cages and the donkeys are really sad and the donkeys are like, and he's like, oh man, that is fucked up. And then he decides to follow his dad even more. And like, you know, there's always that door in the shop that Mm -hmm. the kid doesn't know what's behind and he keeps inching closer and throughout the movie, getting closer and closer to opening the door, metaphorically, but also literally. Sure. Peeks behind the curtain, opens the door, and holy shit, his dad is part of this fucking criminal underground that is turning kids into donkeys. And like, because he found out, his bosses are like, you gotta turn your kid into a donkey. And the dad's like, <laughs> oh did? God. And then his dad goes on like a fucking taken speech, blowing away the bad guys, and they free the donkey kids. But like, holy shit, is there a can reverse? Can the donkey to this? kids
1: get turned? Yeah, it was like, can they get reversed or no? I don't think they can. Donkeys. Like, I don't no, know. I think they're. No, that's a that's a fucking cheap out. I hate that. And then they, at could, the be, end. they could be free donkeys, but, but like, like, he, like, he could give them the best donkey life. Set. So then it's
0: just him with this giant dark donkey, donkey farm. farm. <laughs> 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 All these fucking donkeys everywhere. And the kid's like, well, it uh, could be worse, I guess. <laughs> like, holy. Is that
1: the title of the movie? he <laughs> He <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Like,. Holy shit. Like, Pinocchio is horrifying. And, I, I mean, sure, he goes and gets swallowed by a whale, and that's scary, too. But, god damn, the donkey boys. Please. Like, do you know that they made a, a, a Pinocchio last year, got nominated for a bunch of Oscars? It's like an Italian movie with horror show makeup. Like, all of, all really? of like, Jiminy Cricket is like a little, like a man with makeup. And all the, there's a lot of, like, anthropomorphic characters done with makeup. And it is horrifying. Like, oh, that's awesome! Horrifying. It looks is it in, ter- is terrifying it in Italian? It's Italian produced and made in Italy. I, I know nothing of this other than they were oh, like, and the winner for best makeup is Pinocchio. Mom, and I was like, me, yeah. what? And I looked it up and it was like, Italian movie. And I was like, okay, this guy that like, oh, man, yeah, it just looked really creepy. So I, I didn't really want to get invested. I'm on board
1: though. That sounds. I like, I like where your mind's at. And this is like, I was just telling a man the other day about how you and I have such good overlap of the things we're interested in the things that get us like nerdy passionate about and the things that we know about. And I love that we can both take this same premise and come up with things that each other is like, Oh, that's fucking great. Oh I my never God. would have thought of the donkey boys.
0: We've done nothing but murder children this episode. Like it's just been like fucking There's kids. Up left I, left I, right.
1: I mean, I have more. <laughs> it's funny. Cause I didn't set out to murder children, but I feel like it's so applicable in these <laughs> situations. That's what <laughs> they all say.
0: Right. That's That's, <laughs> That's a soundbite they're going to play at your trial. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, oh, I didn't set out to put murder children. Like, that would is be you awesome if, is? like,
1: at the end, like, before you go into heaven, St. Peter is like, all right, here's all the things you did right. Here's all the things you did wrong. Here's the meaning of life. It'd be funny if there was, a set, like, a blooper section where, like, here are things that, no joke, you said at some point. And they just, <laughs> like, out of context, just played those lines. That would be fucking great.
0: <laughs> I'm just like, hmm, okay. Huh? Yeah, I, was like, I, remember, that. I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. that. Nothing homoerotic there. What are you <laughs> yeah. talking about? Oh, all right, all right.
1: I love the idea that St. Peter, before letting you into heaven, calls you out on the slightly homoerotic things you might have said by accident. He's like, yeah, but hey, babe, dude, that's pretty gay. Can you admit? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Seems like I blew myself prematurely. <laughs> All right. You want to hear Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah, do it, man. Let's do this. Okay. This one i already like already horrifying, by the way. I remember that's, Christmas That's the thing. Horrifying. If you think of these, and you gotta say, for Nightmare
1: Before Christmas and, and Monsters Inc., when you take those premises and a lot of Tim Burton stuff, I guess, and you take these scary worlds. But then kind of throw a rainbow over them to make them a little bit safer and a little bit more fun and um, less threatening to kids. Like if you watch Jack Skellington and, and Halloween world in that movie, if there was blood on everything, that's the only thing that you would need to make that scarier because it's fucking monsters. They're acting scary. They're doing scary shit. But like they're singing and they're they're having they're excited about Halloween the werewolf is not killing people, but there is a guy who's walking around with an axe in his head. You know what I mean? There's a girl yeah. whose pieces of her fall off. There's, There's a, a band lot
0: of that has a corpse inside of their bass guitar. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it really like the, the, uh, the bones are there to turn that into something scary. Right. So I want it to be the same idea as the actual movie, but it's not a musical. It's the same land, but it is scary. Boo, it is not funny. Right. Boo,
0: make it a musical.
1: I honestly thought about that as well as writing some extra, and I was like, I don't have time because I I did not realize we were going to do this episode today, so I had to prep last night. Let's just
0: pretend it's a musical, okay? Oh, you it's can make it a musical. All right,
1: <laughs> but it's like I mean, the werewolf is when you see the werewolf, he's eating people. Like sure. when you see you know the mayor, he is his his head turns around like the Exorcist. You hear bones cracking, and it's a different face. Scary. Mm-hmm. Same same type of characters. We get to know Jack. He is a maniac. He's essentially a serial killer in a land of horrors. So that's his thing, and everybody knows that he's a serial killer because serial killers are just part of the deal. But he's fucking murdering people. We pepper in throughout the intro and in the and exposition that there is, there are people being murdered, but they're being abducted, killed, and then dumped. And Jack keeps saying, "That's not me. That's not what I do. I just I'm a fucking serial killer. I just kill." but he's getting blamed for this stuff. Um, He says it's not him. He kills right away. He's killed almost every kind of creature in Halloween land. So he wants to look elsewhere. So he, he leaves the town. He gets out of the magic tree. He sees all the other holidays, sweet montage of him murdering in all different holidays. Right. I'm uh, the ones that I wrote down here. I wrote, he stabs a leprechaun to death in a shower. He burns a Turkey's house down and just watches from across the street. He goes after Uncle Sam on stilts with an axe. Just shit like that where it's just like, okay, he's in Fourth of July land. He's in Thanksgiving land. Awesome. He goes after Santa after forcing three children to help him do it. He initially approaches and threatens four children. One of them doesn't want to do it. Slice! (laughs) Eventually, they get to Santa's workshop. They're murdering elves. They get to Santa's office and he's gone. Jack's piecing together that it's it's another killer, the one who's abducting and dumping people. He has snagged Santa. So it's revealed that the other killer is Oogie Boogie, who's not a fucking pillowcase in a casino. He's like the embodiment of evil. So shadows, rats, bugs, I like that kind of stuff. Then there's a cat and mouse game where Oogie Boogie is trying to frame and also dangle Santa in front of Jack. Oogie Boogie kills the kids as they infiltrate you know oogie boogie's lair jack's there there's a big bloody showdown where jack and oogie boogie are literally at each other's throats about to kill each other oogie has the upper hand and jack looks over to santa and he's like you know i'm here to to well kill you but i'm here to to get you i need help santa who's just about free he liberates himself frees himself santa kills oogie boogie jack pushes oogie boogie's body off of him Reaches his hand out to Santa, and he's like, thanks. Santa cocks the gun and just blows Jack's empty skull apart. Explodes. Whoa! And Santa says, I was checking my list when Oogie Boogie snatched me. Jack, naughty.
0: <laughs> nice. Nice. I love that we've had two Silent Night, Deadly Night references in this same podcast.
1: It was hard not to. Yeah.
0: Um, so my version, that's amazing. I love the idea that he's going and killing in all the different um, holiday I worlds. I think that would
1: be so fun, right? So
0: fun. Yeah. I was disappointed we never got to any other the other, other holiday worlds in the original movie. Right. Just him running through them or something. You know, right. A montage of him checking it out. But in my, in my pitch for this is the retaliation. So once they find out, because nobody had ever gone to the trees and gone into another one of the worlds, mm-hmm. So the retaliation. Nightmare Before Christmas Two is a retaliation where, um, like Saint Called Patrick's the
1: nightmare Day after Christmas, yeah.
0: So, <laughs> so Christmas is like, oh, you attacked us, uh, we can't have this happen again. And they're trying to broker a term of peace and lock up the doors. And like Saint Patrick's Day is like, no, fuck this, we're pre- we're preemptively attacking. So they storm. Christmas land and try and lock it down. And it's like a movie about like fa- a fascist parable where like St. Patrick's day has taken over Halloween. They're Like you can have Halloween, but we got to make sure you do it right. And so like everything's controlled by the leprechauns or the turkeys or whatever holiday works best. It, yeah, it yeah. worked really well for 4th of July because I think that that imagery of like Uncle did Sam. Did you come up with this the prior
1: flag- or did you come up with this just now?
0: Um, I was thinking about it before about like okay. the, the, the retaliation of other, the war between the other holidays Mm -hmm. Once they find out that they can go into each other's world, they're like, "Uh, we can't have Halloween take over again." So it turns into kind of this weird parable about like fascism and like people. Would you have
1: a World War II situation where you'd have like some holidays aligned with other holidays, some holidays are neutral, other holidays are aligned with others? That would be fucking cool. A
0: hundred percent, and it's you know, unfortunately, there is kind of a historical paradigm which led to hitler which was after world war one everybody's like fuck you germany (laughs) and i tried to like really stomp on him and it put him in an economic um sort of situation that led to hitler so uh, you know i don't want to make that um, oh no i am i'm I'm
1: thinking like the easter bunny goose stepping down the street (laughs) you know i think
0: (laughs) But I think it'd be amazing, right? You have all this, like these war factions and like big battles between all the holidays. I think that'd be really gnarly and all in claymation and a musical.
1: Nice. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I like it. Well, I think I there's so many of these things. And I think when you and I discussed this topic, we talked about and clarified. We're not talking about things that are made for children that are already scary like watership down watership down is fucking terrifying whether you meant it or not it is horrifying and there's a lot of of things yeah there's a lot of things that are so scary but that's not what we're talking about we're talking about things that are and are successful at being good for kids but with a few tweaks could be horror movies and there are so many you have other ones on your list
0: yeah let me hit you with a short one and then hit you with one of the ones i really like okay okay Oh, I have two that are really okay. We still have time. We right. still have time. All right. All right whatever Here's you do. Here's a short one. Here's a short one. Um, Toy Story, where it's just like the movie Buried, where one of the toys is just in the package, locked in a box, locked in an attic. And they're just like, <laughs> it's all in the dark. They're hyperventilating. They're trapped in there. Cause, like, remember in Toy Story 2, Jesse is like, I don't want to go back in the box. Mm-hmm. And it was like, holy shit. The fact that they get buried alive. Is terrifying. You do a whole movie from that perspective. How many lives do alive. I
1: have in my garage right now? Just buried. Buried alive. Literally hundreds.
0: Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. And like, oh my God, that's fucked up. And like the fact that they even like touched on that was like, whoa, real dark. How about we cue up some of that fun music? You got a friend in me. Don't think about being buried alive. You got a friend in your closet
1: alone. Scared. Oh my,
0: scared. All right. Okay. Okay. So here's one um, based on a horrifying children's movie or based on a children's book with some dark existential themes. Pick one.
1: Oh, second uh, book. book.
0: Okay. Existential themes. Harold and the Purple Crayon. I had this book as a kid. I liked Mm -hmm. the book and it's about Harold. He has a purple crayon. He decided to go for a walk one day, so he drew himself a path. He couldn't really see because it was in the dark void. So he drew a moon. And then you're like. Wait a second. Then he's like, I'm lost. How do I get home? So he just draws his house and draws his bed and climbs into bed. Isn't okay with that? Even in the book, he doesn't find his way home. He just drew his home and went inside and went to bed. Didn't draw his parents, did he?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is terrifying. I haven't read that since I was a kid, but holy shit. Harold
0: draws a door on the wall, walks through and is in the void. He's literally in like the void between worlds and this crayon is so powerful for, so I want him to be like, I want this to be like Green Lantern in like the void mixed together, Mm -hmm. the movie, The Void. So like he's in like Cthulhu world, you know, elder gods, beasts of cosmic horror size. And he's got like Green Lantern powers with this purple crayon. And like you find out that it's not necessarily a crayon, it's whatever you want it to be, but it's it has manifested for this child as a crayon. So he's drawing things like he has to draw like a battleship now. Or like he has to but like trying to do like Green Lantern style stuff against Cthulhu beasts and like stuff that are just gibbering madness and this kid's sanity is being torn at and like the only thing that keeps him together is his imagination and his and like his crayon. So like he tries to draw an adult to help him. But like he draws it and it's just like a stick figure that like follows him around but because it 'cause it can't say anything. It's not intelligent. But now he has like a living stick figure that's just like, uh, which is even like sadder. What if he
1: drew that and it didn't say anything and then he realized it wasn't saying anything because it didn't have a mouth and he draws the mouth and like draws it a face screams. on screams. Screams. Yeah. That's it. Nonsensical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be, how scary would that be? Think Horrifying. of that scene. Think of that scene where he has that revelation and he draws it. What if he was silent? What if Harold was, didn't say a word the whole movie?
0: I, I think I think it's one of those things where he doesn't have to say anything.
1: No, like, it'd be scary like, if he didn't. Right? Like
0: you treat it. Like he can talk. It's not that right. he can't. It's just who's who he going to talk, talk to? to? Right? Like, yeah. You have a moment where he's like, "Hello," and that's like oh, it.
1: Yeah, that would be fucking you know, cool. He
0: screams when he's scared. Ah! Like falling off a building right, or something. Right, right. He's not mute. Draws, yeah, he's not mute, but, but it's he, like who there, would he talk to? There's nobody, nothing for him to say. Like he, does, we don't need the Mister Wilson ball. Right. Yeah, you exactly. Know. Yeah. So so when he draws the dummy and he erases the mouth and then this like this like stick figure guy just kind of follows him around, like maybe he can talk to him a little bit, but there's nothing for him to say.
1: No, like, I don't think ah, he should say anything. He God. should talk to him for a second. So he say hello a couple times and he doesn't say anything. And then he realizes the mouth. And he draws the mouth and he just screams at him. And just like oh, in the darkness,
0: yeah. there's something bigger than you can imagine. Like, Yeah.
1: That's and terrifying. And like the eye,
0: like in the distance, he just sees an eye open. Open. And he knows that it's coming for him. So he has to figure out how to come back. And like, I, I, like Harold and the Purple Crayon's like a cute look, but like, holy shit, that kid got lost in the void.
1: I need to reread that because I haven't, and you and I talked about this. We want to do a, we want to do an episode about children's books that are fucked that are creepy that are weird because we both have kids right now that are you know a couple years old and we're reading these books and i'm reading kenta book and i'm like what like (laughs) what what did the author even mean here like even if you try to understand like what could you mean yeah goodnight moon is like the biggest culprit of that shit goodnight nobody just I just don't a a know. I don't, want yeah. I don't want to talk about it now. I don't want to talk about it now because I have a lot to say about that book in particular. But like, there's a the lot of that crayon, shit. Man. But, but I, like, I haven't read Howl. I can't read. I'm going to reread it now and check it out.
0: And like, I have a big problem with like Green Lantern as a con- as a concept. Like, I, yeah. there are some really good Green Lantern stories, but like how you show infinite imagination in like a superhero thing, sure. I think it, I think it works better in like a Herald and purple, purple crayon idea because here's somebody who can draw anything. So it makes sense for a child's imagination to be utilized. Like, I feel like Green Lantern, in some stories, they've done a great job of dealing with the imagination it takes and, like, the will it takes mm-hmm. to make those things real. But a lot of times I feel like it feels wasted when it's like, you're a goddamn superhero in the Justice League and you're coming up with, like, frying pans and vacuum yeah. cleaners. Like,
1: dude, how cool would it be? And I don't know the character or the, the, that part of the DC universe enough to know if this has been done. What about a child Green Lantern, right? Because children are not necessarily the most brave but sometimes they're dumb enough to be brave. Yeah. They're extremely willful and they have that imagination. Yeah. And it's very hard to convince a child of something other than what they believe. You know what I mean? So how is that not a, a specific willful power? You know, like that sounds like someone who could wield that wing, ring. I mean, I guess they wouldn't be a good hero because they'd be, te- kids are temperamental, but like they have the willpower, they have the willful. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: Oh man. Yeah. Uh yeah, pretty good. So hit me with your last one.
1: Well, I have two. I could do I have two, but they're pretty good. I'll kind of burn I'll burn through them.
0: C- can do one quick and then Cr- hit me with yeah.
1: yeah. I got one more too. The Grinch who stole Christmas. Right, yeah, great. I'll do I'll do one, you do one, I'll do another. Right. I wrote this is not a rhyming story, no narrator, but I want the Grinch to look like Boris Karloff in Grinch makeup, right? The Grinch is a who who is triggered to murder every time he sees Christmas shit. So think of any Santa Killer movie you've ever seen, but the protagonist of the Grinch and all the other characters are the like weird ferret creatures with cute little noses, you know? <laughs> awesome. I want the first murder is set up just like those movies. The Grinch is in a house with an unsuspecting who, and there's obvious Christmas murder weapons, right? Like a fucking sharpened candy cane or like boiling eggnog on the stove. There's like sparking Christmas lights, and you're waiting for it for it to be a Christmas horror movie, but it's not when you least expect it, the Grinch just pops out and just butcher knife stabs the who to death, like repeat like American psycho style okay. or just chokes him with a non, like either would chokes him to death with hands or chokes him to death with a cord or something, but not Christmas stuff. And the whole movie is just traditional. It's that movie, but it's not Christmas kills. I think that's too on the nose. It would just be essentially Halloween, but with the Grinch. And I would say in the middle of act two, He's killed everybody in Whoville or most of the people in Whoville. And he gets in a car and drives to, you know, Los Angeles or Pennsylvania. But
0: like, human he drives world. to the gumdrop forest, to the canyon. And yeah, he goes to Humantown. Under the Lincoln Bridge and into New York City. I was um, trying to figure
1: out how to make that work, but I, I thought here, that was important. Here's what be I fun. don't like
0: about that. I understand that you're <laughs> like, it's too on the nose if it's Christmas. Then why do it in Christmas? Because. You I've just had
1: the Well, because the Grinch is the Grinch. Because I've seen this the movie. The Grinch who stole Christmas.
0: I've, I've seen this movie. It was called, um, it, was, it was a killer Santa Claus movie um, where he had the flamethrower. Oh,
1: um, mm
0: hmm. And then they, they do the reveal and it's nobody. And you're like, that's stupid. And I know that they were right. like, get it? It's cool because he's nobody. And you're like, that's a cool idea when you pitch it. But then in reality, you're like, why do we care about it? And if you do a Christmas movie, you got to have them kill him with a candy Wait, cane. What was that
1: called? It wasn't You Better Christmas-y. Watch Out.
0: No. Yeah. Flamethrower? Yeah, with the Flamethrower? The newer one? Yeah. I think it was called You Better Watch Out. I think it was called Better Watch Out.
1: Okay. Yeah, because it was a remake of You Better Watch Out, I believe. Okay. <clears throat> I'm open to Christmas kills, but I thought maybe just for the first one, if it was just a butcher knife, because you're waiting. And all those other movies, they set up, you know, they set up Chekhov's candy cane or something like that. But I like the idea of just knife, knife, knife. You're like, ah, I thought it was gonna be candy cane.
0: I, I get that. Yeah, maybe throw that in there. Just in other to to news, it Aaron
1: McLean left the project over creative differences. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if I don't get a goddamn candy cane, some guy's nose, I'm out. I think it would be cool <laughs> to just.
1: I mean, that one is no, not one of my when, stronger when, ideas.
0: When you explain it as a Chekhov's <clears> gun thing, I like the idea for one of them for sure if like especially if you lead it a long, really you think it'll well the first one
1: yeah maybe the first kill
0: maybe it's the, the first thing we can get yeah. into christmas kills or like just come up with ways to do the christmas kills different you know
1: oh no i have a better idea at least for the whoville section or maybe he doesn't go to human town what if he's killing with who instruments that's
0: what i'm saying the who the right Who's like not just christmas instruments yeah.
1: specifically who instruments and it could be either, either actual things from the books and stuff or like what would the who virgin version of a meat cleaver be like you know
0: so to cleave roast beasts. we've been reading i've been reading a lot of dr seuss to, to sammy and we just started reading the lorax and he invents a machine in the lorax that has like four axes sticking off of it that start mm-hmm. jung, 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 to chop down the truffle trees he just like rolls in in one of those. Just hacking that, people down. That'd be awesome
1: down. to write to make up the names for those killing <sighs> instruments, right?
0: God, yeah. See, because like Doctor Seuss had some really cool looking things. If he had murder instruments that were right. like <laughs> the Flimsom flam stabber, and <laughs> yeah. you're like, whoa, and it's got like. You don't even know how it works, but the whole thing looks like a Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah, and like, there's like
1: holes in it that have uh, mechanical arms coming out with yeah. Mickey Mouse gloves holding knives. Yeah, holding but knives. Yeah, just if ch- you ch- jump ch- down ch- that ch- hole, ch- you got to go full Seuss, and we have to make it rhyme, and we have to be like, you know, the full, I was also going to go, I,
0: I, but I mean, I I was also be like, boo, make it rhyme, but I had already forced you into making it a musical last time, so this would this will
1: work better though, because if we're if we're making who. Seussical inventions for murdering. Mm-hmm. We gotta we gotta say the names and we gotta say what it does. And if you're doing that, you may as well do it in a rhyme.
0: I, I just want the blurb from the Seuss Estate. They're like, we never greenlit a project so fast in our lives. We thought that this really embodied the true Doctor Seuss spirit.
1: and it'd be awesome. It teach kids how to read though.
0: All right, so here's here's mine. I got this is my last one. I mean, I have I actually have a pretty decent list of other ones, but this is the last one we'll do for this episode. Right. I could probably do another episode of this. Um, so here we go. So it starts with two guys in like hazmat suits, and they're down okay. inside a tunnel. And the tunnel isn't a normal sewer tunnel. There's a lot of weird shit in here. It looks like, I don't know, chocolate, jelly beans, candy canes. And they're climbing through this muck, and they get to the blockage, and they're talking. You can't see their faces because they got this hazmat suits on. <laughs> and it's a child, a giant child, stuck in the pipe, rotting corpse rotting in the pipes and they pull out one of them pulls off the hazmat suit and it's an orange face green-haired man and you realize they're <laughs> oompa fucking loompas and we're in like a willy wonka chocolate factory meets like the horror of brazil remember that movie mm-hmm. i want it to be that fucking weird where it's like from their perspective it's like this guy freed them from slavery just to dump them into a different kind of slavery and it's like them starting an uprising and like Willy Wonka is trying to squash unionization and like taking out union bosses and like stop them from a revolution. And like the, the Oompa Loompas, like he's killing kids. Like he invites them in there and then like dumps them in incinerators, clogs them up in the fucking chocolate pipes and they have to get out kids' corpses. And this is the last straw. Like he is off his rocker and they have to stop him before it, like he kills more Oompa Loompas or kills more kids. And like, he's going to hand over the reins to his company, to a child. Like, are you kidding me? This guy is a batshit crazy CEO.
1: I love it. I didn't even think of that property.
0: Yeah. And I, I uh, want there to be like, I want that first moment where you're like, I, you don't realize that they're little people. Like, I want you to just by the scale of it. Every, yeah,
1: everything else is their perspective. And
0: then you come around and you just see the blockage from the blockages. Per, so you see them coming up. And right, like, right, oh, right, right. Oh, that's so cool. This is too much. And then you reverse. And it's like, it looks like a giant child. And you're like, oh, my God. And then you realize, oh, no, that's a regular-sized child <laughs> crammed into a pipe. And these are tiny people. I, and it's I, like the Oompa Loompas. That's like horrifying scene. Creating... Like a revolution and taking over the chocolate factory. And then, like, then when like London finds out, like, oh my God, you had these like slave laborers working there, but now they've taken over. We can't have that. So they send in the military to squash the revolution and squash the riots. And the Oompa Loompas have to like basically like 300 that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and they can use candy canes to this murder people. is. Wonka, ah, Kick him yeah, into, yeah.
1: into the chocolate pool.
0: Yes, and like sharpened ass fucking uh, candy canes and the weird stuff and the snozzberries. And like they're just dragging soldiers down with like licorice whips and throwing them into the bubble. The snozzberries
1: the- taste like victory. <laughs>
0: <laughs> throwing them into the, the, the bubble room and they get sucked up into the fan.
1: Oh, I didn't even think of that. There's so much potential. Yeah. So, all right, listening to yours, here's my pitch on that. Okay. I'm taking, I'm taking the idea of it, but changing it. The original Charlie and Chocolate Factory movie happened as we saw it, except at a certain point, Charlie's mind snapped, and he thought that he inherited the whole factory. Oh, God. Wonka dumps him. He goes to fucking crazy house or whatever. He starts to get better. He starts to tell people, that's a fucking madhouse. All these children died. No one believes him but it becomes this urban legend. Kids start to, then Willy Wonka never, because the whole thing was he never opened his doors. He never let anyone in, except those winners. So then after that, he closed the doors, never let anyone in. Now it's this urban legend, a handful of teenagers, and this is barred from my next idea, a handful of teenagers try to break into the factory after, like, say after hours. So first of all, Willy Wonka's, but with the lights off. Terrifying, right? Think of it as phantasm. With Willy Wonka as the tall man, and those little fucking goblin Jawas are the Oompa Loompas. Yes, how fucking
0: cool would that yes. be? Yes, I love this. And also, like, they like, oh my god, the moment because you are just you're just like in there with like flashlights, and you're going mm-hmm. down this tunnel, and you realize it's like projections, and they're like, what is this? And it's like projections of like chickens getting their heads chopped off, and they're like on the other side of the horror tunnel, or like yeah, yeah, yeah. they're coming down rooms, <laughs> and they hear they just hear crying, and they're like, what? And they turn the corner and it's like one of the parents, they're like my child is lost. And like, he killed my child and nobody will believe me. And they're like, what are you doing here? And they're like, he won't let me leave. And it's like, oh, oh, because oh. he couldn't let those parents leave. Right. Like he was like, no, 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 just Oompa Loompas, follow them. They'll get you your kids. They're fine. Wink, wink. It's like, you can't let those parents leave now. No way.
1: How cool is that? Mike TV. Yeah. He's in the stratosphere, right? Yeah. Maybe because of the invention of cell phones or something, they can download him and he's like an app and he could like help. He could try to help them.
0: I love that. Oh I love my God. that this is so like, cool. They can just hear him where he's like, yeah. ah, <laughs> ah, and they're like trying to tune into Mike TV so he can help them. But he's like, and like he learned his, like, cause that would be the coolest thing is if the ghosts of the children or the ones that they find that might be still alive, like learn their lesson. Like you find the girl who turned into a giant blueberry and they're juicing her they're like she's hooked up to all these machines and they're just (laughs) juicing her and she's like oh my god kill me kill me but she like learned (laughs) she would be the kill me girl she learned her lesson but like gloop's dead and the the bratty girl who fell down to the incinerator yeah dead dead yeah
1: oh my god so so you could I, get, I think what you could do is revisit some of those rooms slash almost like traps, right? Yeah. And then also come up with new ones as oh well. Oh, my the God. Book, yeah. I don't know if you've read the book. The book has a lot in it that the movie didn't have and sure. vice versa. But you can come up with those or also just come up with like what other fucking fun rooms would be. And a and there's a taffy pulling room. There's got to be a taffy pulling room, right? Yeah. Fucking just disembowel kids. <laughs> pulling all
0: out. Oh, my <laughs> He's God. He's so cool. Wow.
1: That might be one of the best ideas of the whole show so far there's a lot of potential there
0: can we mix it with mine like while this is happening the Oom- even though the oompa loompas like they're trying to have a, a re- revolution at the same time so like the team teenagers- you could have a third
1: column you could have a third column of oompa loompas that are like you know they're they're running from oompa loompas and they get caught by oompa loompas but like no wait we're good oompa Loom- we're goompa yeah. <laughs> so like the
0: the oompa loompas are trying to t- if you help us we'll all get out of here so like the kids are trapped yeah, yeah. in this like so, like, Willy Wonka, even though he fucking hates the kids being here, he's more concerned with this Oompa Loompa war that's breaking out. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, that is all part of this horrible thing happening. I would so still there's...
1: love to watch the, the scene that you said is the opening scene because that's fucking
0: fantastic. Oh, my God. Wow, we're fucked up, dude.
1: <laughs> well, my next idea, if you're done, I'll cap it. My next idea is a very similar idea in mm-hmm. a very similar place. Go for it. Pee-wee's Playhouse.
0: Yes.
1: So <clears throat> essentially, Pee Wee is like a deranged grown-up Kevin McAllister, right? Yep. A few teens sneak into his playhouse, and I think that this could be done a different, a couple different ways. He could live in their neighborhood, and he could be like they could have heard that he's rich because he used to be a children's show host, and they want to steal his money, so they go in and steal his money. Uh, or he could be like the creepy witch of the street. Like I don't know if this happens anymore, but it used to be a trope in movies and TV shows where like don't go in that house. The witch lives there. Uh, Monster squad had that, right? With the German guy. Yeah. Um, Creepy creepy German German guy. guy. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: So like he could be that version of that, but the kids are always curious about it and they sneak in. People under the stairs is the same way too. Or it could be set now and the playhouse is old and decrepit and the kids who sneak in are doing it because it's Halloween or some bullshit. And they talk about the weird man child that used to live there and all the weird things that used to go on. So they're Going in a bone and 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 fuck around in his playhouse, right? Yeah. Same thing that we just said with Charlie and the chocolate factory, but now in this, right? You have a chair that's fucking eating people, a robot. Remember Robbie? Beep, boop 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 boop. I want him to kill people using chopping mall type, you know, uh, homages and stuff. Yes. Terry the pterodactyl, I think, could be good um, as a murdering creature, right? Make it a creature. Um, Jambi. Just-
0: the horror show of a disembodied head. They like the kids are like, What's in this box?
1: <laughs> well, here's like, my thought is you establish you have one. that and you establish Jombie the head, right? Yeah. Maybe even Jombie's helping them or whatever, but Jombie is a head in a box. Later on, they open it and it's another one of the kids' heads, severed yes. heads. Because like, Jombie's a disembodied <sighs> head. I'm thinking they open another box expecting it to be Jombie and it is a severed head. That one of their horrifying, friends severed heads, right?
0: Like, what was the puppet? The, the one that was the, the marionette the little, puppet? Yeah,
1: yeah. I, uh, he, was like a, he was like a bully.
0: Yeah. Oh, horrifying. He was, he was
1: creepy as it was. Yeah. There was flory, and it was like the floor would come up and be a head. Yeah. That eats somebody, right? Um, the globe. Globy. I didn't think of anything fun for him to do, so I didn't, I didn't include him. But I did include the stop-motion dinosaurs that are in the wall. They come out like in the gate and they're running all over, fucking climbing up and biting their legs and shit. Same thing. There's food. He always opened his freezer and his refrigerator and would see the food running around in there. The fat teenager opens up the refrigerator and is fucking around. The food comes out and kills him. Right?
0: No. Did you ever see a uh, young Sherlock Holmes? I don't know. It was oh a my TV God, show? dude. No, no. It was a movie and it is horrifying. It's so good. So it's young Sherlock. Oh my God. Okay. Sorry. Quick aside. Young Sherlock Holmes. Um, it, it, it one of the big plot points is, is is these assassins that are running around London have this hallucinogenic dart that they shoot at people and they trip balls and they end up murdering themselves, like dying, jumping off a roof, thinking mm-hmm. they can fly or whatever. All of the children get hit with these hallucinogenic darts and Watson opens the refrigerator and the food starts cramming itself down his throat like a jelly donut gets pushed in the other foods like punching it down his throat. And, like, forcing him, and he's choking to death. (laughs) Ah, That's awesome. Another, Um, like, Sherlock has to fight a stained glass knight that jumps down and starts fighting him. I know that
1: thing from special effects stuff. I've heard of that sequence, yeah. they
0: witness somebody get burned alive in, like, a ritualistic mummy sacrifice. It is a gnarly movie from my recollection, recollection as a child. Let's do that. So yeah, so it jumps out and starts punching it down his throat. He's choking to death on the food. And um, they're
1: like alive; they're little sentient food, yes, so they can attack yeah. him. Well, what um, about
0: like what about some of the human characters? Like, is K- King King Cowboy gonna or like uh, those, King of Cartoons gonna King be of there? King
1: Cartoons, I, the one of that. Cowboy that I thought, Curtis. You just have Lawrence Fishburne, who was Larry Fishburne at the time. Have Lawrence Fishburne play the tr- the state trooper. So he's got the state trooper hat. Okay. Don't talk about Cowboy Curtis. Don't don't. You know, thumb your nose at it too hard, but he's that cop, even if it's just one or two scenes, whether he's consequential or inconsequential. Um, he had, Pee Wee had a booth that had a, it was a yellow booth, like a phone booth, and he would call people and it was essentially Zoom. It was essentially FaceTime. So I think you'd have a funny, like, what was this space age device? Oh, it's just fucking FaceTime. And they could try to call out using that thing. Um, and then I think get this- it'd be
0: amazing that, I, I actually think that Pee Wee Herman might let you do this at some point. If he's just like, whatever, have fun with it, go to, go to town. Well, when I watched the, um,
1: the one you said before, um, the Banana Splits movie, the first thing I thought was like, this sucks, this could have been so good. And then the next thing I thought was like, if you made Pee Wee Herman a serial killer, if you made this movie, it works so well. And Banana Splits was self-reflexive where those Banana Splits were the Banana Splits that we watched as kids. This could be the same thing. Pee Wee Herman could have either been killing people then or he could just start killing people now. And it would be so fucking cool. I think everyone we know in our generation would want to watch that movie just to be like, what the fuck is this about?
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So mm-hmm. the kids know that Pee Wee's gone. He, mm-hmm. They think like he got arrested or something like he did. Okay. And they think he's gone, right? They think that the, the scary man, the witch, isn't going to be home. So they sneak into the house. He comes back midway. And you find out that, yeah, he's been murdering people and feeding them to the floor, but he has to. If he doesn't keep the, the creatures in the house fed, more things will come alive.
1: And oh, be- I like that. I like that.
0: Because they haven't like, so he's, he's this tragic good guy. So like, yeah, he's had to sacrifice some people to the floors and stuff, but like if he doesn't do it the whole world will start turning into the fun house. I didn't think about
1: that. I like that idea.
0: Fun house is a deity, like a, a, a God inside of it. And it will keep spreading. Like then your house will turn into a big, alive house. Like your phone will turn into a live (laughs) thing. You're like everything around you will start coming alive and being like, feed me, feed me. ah!" And like freaking the fuck out. I didn't think
1: that I like, I had him as a bad guy. And I had him at one point, he could like chase somebody down, like run someone down on his scooter. Like remember at the end, and the beginning of the show, he had a scooter. Yeah. Yeah. But then he also had a bike in the movie. He could kill someone with that. I had him saying, you remember scream when you hear the secret word? Yeah. There's got to be like a one lighter in there about like scream when you hear the secret secret word of the day is whatever. Now you can (laughs) scream. Stab, stab, stab.
0: (sighs) I love that. And you can still have that. But you realize like he's not doing it because he enjoys it or because right, he's a right. psychic. He he's I like doing that. it. He's doing it because if he doesn't feed this demon, then it gets worse. And it keeps spreading. Like everybody's it would be like fucking
1: cool. Everybody's like, the, your
0: house was so normal. Now it's all fucked up and stupid. Like, what is going on? How did you his get a,
1: realtor comes and is yeah. like, What did you do here?
0: How did you get is a this not look like when on I sold your you roof? Yeah. And yeah.
1: <laughs> he's like,
0: uh, stab, 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 stab. What
1: stab. would be cool is to at the end of that think about like something else supernatural from when we were growing up uh, and like deity or something like that that could be that like my pet monster or something and relate it to this so yeah. like that that is the spirit that is coming through from this house so that creates my pet monster or the imaginary friend that Pippi long uh not pippy longstocking punky brewster had or something like that make make those things related because then you get a hook from the end of this movie into another movie. That's the awesome. only other thing I had here that I, I, the idea that I pre had was like in people under the stairs, they find the guy without the tongue and he, they, he's scary at first, but then they help him. Yeah. What if they find a little girl with pigtails and big copper colored eyes, like literally copper colored eyes. She tells them that her name is Penny and that she's been forced to work at the, you know, to live in and, and help at that house. And she's trying to help them get
0: out. Oh, that's great, dude. Oh, I love it. Pretty cool. Right. This was fun, man. I had a really good time. I, I have quite a few that I can get to, like E.T. I can get to E.T. And I've well, talked we can do about what? I've <laughs> talked about how, how messed up E.T. is uh, in the past and how I think he's a horrifying alien monster. Sure, sure. Um, I, we could
1: do a part two on this one easily.
0: I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight more to go. Shit.
1: Yeah. All right. So yeah. we'll do a part two. We'll do a part two. two right away, or you want to do a part two eventually?
0: Eventually. It's Father's Day, buddy. I got some stuff to do. Oh, I don't mean today.
1: I mean, our next episode. Oh, our next episode. Or like,
0: ooh, we got to see. We
1: have a couple things going on. I just don't know when they're airing. Coming up soon.
0: Uh, this one might be out this Wednesday. I might Which do this one before. Today the,
1: for you guys. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the future. The episode is out. You didn't have to wait, even though we talked about waiting.
1: Everyone listening is like, what the fuck are they talking about?
0: <laughs> we yeah, it's it's hard to keep up with this stuff, man. I've been so busy with work, but yeah, I think this is coming out right now. You're listening to it, so it did come out. Hooray!
1: <laughs> Congratulations, you kept me really honest.
0: <laughs> well, keep me honest on social media: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Launchpad Pod, and our website launchpadpod.com. Hope you're watching on YouTube. We love hearing from you guys. Big shout out to our new listeners. I've been getting a couple people who've been like, "Hey, just found your show. We love it. I love hearing that." Thank you for listening. Thanks for interacting with us. And uh, yeah, we'll keep it going if you guys keep listening. So, man, let's blast this thing off. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We are the Rocketeers and we are out.
1: Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one.